So we're finding out this week all about the Citizens Advice Service, uh, talking to Jill and Francis, who are from the Ramsey branch, which is where it all began. Um, I'm intrigued, though. How did you both get involved and, and why did you want to get involved with this? I, I was... I knew somebody that was already in the Citizens Advice Service and they persuaded me that it would be a good thing for me to do. When I came to the island, I came as a retiree. My wife was in full-time work. My daughter was going to school. And so I was looking for voluntary activity. And I had thought about Citizens Advice um, in England, but um, hadn't then got the time to, or still working. And so I, I followed that up when I came here. Um, and have uh, been hooked ever since. And we, we mentioned that you've obviously both been involved for some time now. You must have met with some fascinating people and, and, and learned some very interesting things over the years. Yes. You certainly learn a lot of uh, stuff. And, I mean, I started out being a bit diffident because I was concerned that I didn't know enough about Manx's life. And so one has learnt a lot by one's fellow councillors in terms of uh, making sure, for example, knowing about some charities that would assist people in hardship uh, is something that you you, you pick up uh, informally rather than formally. Um, But yes, I mean, uh, we have had some regulars who have come in with a particular bee in their bonnet, but we've had some people coming in with, with seriously difficult issues about uh, uh, troubled members of the family um, and, and feeling that they're, they're not getting supported in, uh, in, in, in the, the mainstream system and looking for help. And sometimes people coming in uh, w- with bees in their bonnet, which are frankly unsolvable. Um, you, know, you, you have got a stinky neighbour. There's not a lot you can do about that. Uh, but you can come and talk to us. And speaking to uh, you, you all have such different backgrounds, don't you, Jill? And you have a really good team that that people can come and speak to. We do. And as Francis has already alluded to, anybody can come in and should be receiving more or less the same advice from any of us. We've, We've also got an overarching management team who are there to provide support for the for the councillors. They can also um, step in and um, give us advice if it's required. But, but they're there mainly to uh, supervise and administer, I suppose, the finances, keep an eye on what we're doing. They meet once a year um, and there are, there are eight Eight, currently eight members on the management team. Francis and I are both on it. There are um, there's a secretary who's also one of our councillors and a treasurer, and then four others. And is it difficult at all? Because obviously, these big on the Isle of Man is a very small community, isn't it? In general, some of these uh, issues may be quite sensitive. I mean, are people a bit wary sometimes of raising these things? Well, I, I, we're very clear about anonymity. If people want to tell us their name, that's fine, but we don't ask ever. Uh, frequently, people come and go without giving us their name, without learning our name. But obviously, as you say, um, particularly with people who have spent all their lives on the island as count, who are now councillors. Um, inevitably people know each other it's, it's the problem of the small jurisdiction but what we always say is if, if somebody says oh I know you 
um, we'll always say, well, do you want that person to stand aside because I don't know you? And uh, and, and it is very rare that people say that. Uh, people say, no, that's fine. I, I, I Sometimes it's because I know you and therefore I trust you. Um, not not to be uh, flippant or, or or inappropriate with my information, and, and it doesn't seem to be a problem. And at the end of the day, the service is absolutely confidential. Absolutely, so. absolutely. And are there some problems on the Isle of Man that are sort of recurring that just keep coming up over and over again? I think there are recurring issues about about landlord and tenant yes. mm-hmm. uh, in both directions. Actually, sometimes a, 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 a small scale private landlord will come in and, and has the problem with, with a with a, a defaulting tenant, and, and they won't they won't do um, at what they should. Um, so, and I think it, employee relations are always, or people are always um, going to be, and it, it's always come as a surprise to me how many people seem to have a job without any contract of employment. And then, of course, when it goes wrong, neither side will, well, the, the, that wasn't what we agreed. It doesn't actually seem as if either of you agreed very much at all. Um, you just started working. Uh, so some of that is, is, is a recurring problem, I think. I think we might see more to do with with um, immigration and and people wanting to stay on the island and needing advice on that or wanting to bring close family to join them now they've been here for five years uh, and wanting to settle and I mean th- those are very specific questions that we direct back to the immigration staff in in government house because that is highly technical information as to your rights as an individual. Mm-hmm. We don't see very many people requiring debt counselling, which mm. we thought we would. Especially at a time like now. Ex- yes. Exactly. But I think they're being picked up. There are some very good government departments here that we can send people to. The debt counselling with either the government debt counselling service or the Salvation Army. It does sound like, as an entry point for a citizen in the community, you cover so many different yeah. issues. And you are, you do want to encourage people to come to you, don't you? And, and yes. Be, yes. make them aware the service is yeah. there. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. I'm sure there are more people who could use the service if they knew it was there and were confident about, about confidentiality. I suppose from our point of view as councillors, we only hear one side of the story. And sometimes you would really like to know how the problem's resolved. People do come back and say thank you and tell us, but sometimes you might hear it from the other side point of view, which can be quite interesting because you suddenly realise you're right, you're piggy in the middle, and they're telling the two different sides to one story. So it's, it can be quite entertaining at times so it, it is obviously very mm. interesting it what you're doing and, and you'd also like to encourage other people to join you as councillors we wouldn't would. you so what sort of people would fit the bill i think people who've got who've got a, a degree of empathy with people uh, and, and and are not sort of off-putting or over formal you do need to relax and calm people down and say to tell me what what why have you come to us today, and what what what's this about? Um, you need a, a degree of insight into in, 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 into um, people's functioning. Um, nothing very sophisticated, but a degree of insight. You need to be able to be patient because um, people sometimes ramble, uh, and it's sometimes hard to pin down uh, exactly what the issues are. Mm-hmm. And um, and you need to be absolutely clear about confidentiality. And and not take on a case, 
You know, we're, we're, we're not counsellors in the sense of providing a, a therapeutic service. Um, we're, we're there to, to help you find your way through the maze that you feel you're in at the moment. Um, and not being judgmental. I mean, some people come in and they're in a terrible mess, and it's clearly, well, it, it hasn't been helped by what they've done. But the counsellor's job is, is not to make any judgment on that. I think, you know, you've got to be able to listen because people often want to just come in and just tell you their story. And once they've told you their story, they go out saying thank you very much for listening. I think that is very, you know, very rewarding. What are some of the things that you think people tend to often fall down on? The sort of like little mishaps that you think, do you know what, a bit of advice for you all out there that might just help them out and avoid them having to come to you, for instance? I think not taking on big financial obligations like work or pensions or or housing without having something written down as a record that, that, that covers your back. And that once you get into dispute keeping a note of what's happening. Because if it ends up in the small claims court or if it ends up uh, in front of some sort of mediation service, you need to be very clear. This is what I did then, this is what I did then, and here's a copy of what I did. Uh, I think that would help a lot of people. Um, when you take a job, ask for a contract of employment. It's against the law for a landlord on the Isle of Man to rent a property to a tenant without a tenancy agreement. But, but it happens. Um, sometimes it happens because it's my mate, and my mate said I could live in his house for a while um, because he was going on a six-month sabbatical. And, and that then all falls apart. Where's the paperwork? Where's the, where's the agreement? Yeah. One of the services we have sadly lost in recent times is the GRI service, and I wonder if you've maybe seen more people come to you with regards to that sort of side of life. I wouldn't say that we'd seen more, but it is, it is, it is a problem, and we would then refer people to Housing Matters. Uh, we hear about people that are sofa surfing, um, that People I've heard about people that are living in, you know, just the tram station, little tram station huts. It's it's really sad, actually, but it, there does seem to be a lack of housing for people that, you know, either coming out of prison is another problem, mm -hmm. or homelessness. It's mm -hmm. I think yes. one of the things we pick up. We're on the boundary between uh, the very prosperous Isle of Man, the very comfortable Isle of Man, and another Isle of Man where people are living in skanky accommodation, have dodgy work um, uh, arrangements, uh, and, and are confused and, and feel alienated by, by social, social security systems. And, and you, you, we get an insight into another world which is happening alongside us and which, for a lot of us, we find uncomfortable to think, that's not the Isle of Man, it's not really like that, but it is really like that. And some people need, that there are people bumbling along under the surface. Mm -hmm. and, and hearing the stories that you hear, do you get frustrated and, and a little bit irritated by the fact that maybe we don't have more services available through, for instance, the government? Do you think they do enough or...? I think, I think sometimes you say, for goodness sake, this this shouldn't be happening in a in a in a comfortably off country in the twenty first century. Uh, we we should have found a way to deal with that. Um, but I mean, government can't do everything, and 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 you know, none of us want to pay three times the amount of tax in order that everyone should should get a bit more. I mean, I, th I think there's a hard balance to be drawn, and it, it is difficult. But we do see some people who have really fallen through that net. 
Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm guessing, I'm hoping as well that with the work you do, though, Jill, you also see a community coming together to help each other. You must hear some positives as well. Yes, we do. I think, you know, we hear hear about people that are offering up, especially, you know, for the Ukrainians that came to live on the Isle of Man, people offering up their homes for them, very keen to do that. The uh, food bank is, is another, I mean, it seems awful that we have to have a food bank, but they do provide a very good service to um, people that are really, really in need and struggling. And we have seen people who come in on a Friday afternoon who are absolutely desperate and have had to refer them to the food bank to get some food or nappies for their babies. And they they come up trump, so they're really good. Well, I, I think what would be good then is to remind people uh, where and when you are in Ramsey, when they can come and see you as a Citizens Advice Service. Well, we're open on Monday and Tuesday mornings, 10 to 1, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday afternoons, 1 to 4, in Bourne Place in Ramsey, off, off Peel Street in Ramsey. And there's no, is there a sort of time limit, limit to how long people can be with you to talk through no, their problems? No, I suppose. And, and people don't need to book? No, they can just come in, they can just, just come drop in. in. Fantastic. And uh, let's remind people of the phone number and the email address as well. Uh, Telephone number 813-466 and email citizens at manx.net.